0: Welcome back for those that are here from the previous interview, and welcome those that are here just to see uh, Sin's beautiful face. Um, I am RPG Hour. here
1: being an entire menace?
0: Well, I don't know that I'd say an entire, but um, I also just realized our our faces aren't actually there. There we go. Um, This is RPG Hour Interviews, and today I am interviewing Sin. Um, Sin, if you want to give us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into it.
1: Um, well, the bit about myself, I don't even know which parts to share. So hi. um, I exist as a whole person, um, off the internet and things, but when I'm there, I'm normally playing video games or talking about tabletop games and the many questions that I have about them and the systems around them that cause them to exist. So, um, that's what I do. And when I'm doing my day job stuff, I am a community manager. And some days that is terrifying.
0: (laughs) So I'm going to come back to your day job in a little bit. Um, But we actually have two things. You're actually involved with two different aspects of RPG hour. Technically three. Um, And we'll get into that third one in a second. But uh, first, let's talk about, and since Crow is here in uh, chat, I'm going to butcher this in the way that I have butchered this a million times so far. Um, uh, Beacons of, I have so far said, Kellistra, I have said, uh, Kelistr, and I have said Kellistray. Um, so I, I, I have been an actual disaster in trying to like present this to people vocally. Um, but, uh, why don't you tell us about your, uh, character on that sh- on, on beacons right quick.
1: Um, so I guess the first thing I would like to say is, hey, Crow, if you're in chat at the moment, this would be a perfectly good time for you to just slide out with whatever the dictionary definition, pronunciation of that is. Um, (laughs) but also on that show, I am, um, is that a long A or an I? Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, the the nonsense happening in chat right now, but also um, on that show, I am a character by the name of Rue, a person who um, travels while he sleeps. And I have, for reasons yet to be discovered, have been um, given the ability by one of the gods of that universe to travel to places, but only just at the moments that I need to be there. So their experience prior to the game was that they would go to sleep in a place and literally just wake up elsewhere and just have to kind of figure out what they're there for. And this one, um, or this adventure, involves them waking up in the same place two days in a row and going, wait, this isn't how this is supposed to work. What is going on? So that's that's me and my character walking around um, looking like a whole anime cosplay in character. It's a wonderful time.
0: So uh, the uh, I'm going to get into specific inspirations, um, but for those of us that have been role-playing games for a while, if you've been a Green Ronin fan like me, this tickles something for me. Um, there's a game called Blue Rose where you can play in dreams, uh, in the dream realm, and as soon as like you start talking about your character, that's what immediately came to mind. Um, did, have you ever played Blue Rose? Did you know anything about it before you created the character?
1: You know, I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not know that Blue Rose existed, and now that Blue Rose exists, I am going to have to go oh no not this (laughs) because like y'all listen there is like a there are books you you can see them they're right over here i'm pointing at them there's like a stack of these things that i at some point i need to read and then y'all are just like but have you heard about this game what about second dice roll what about third dice roll and i'm like oh no y'all please spare my life it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful year of reading i'll tell you that much right now
0: uh so for a quick thing on blue rose uh for those of you uh that are not green ronin fans that didn't grow up uh devouring as much green ronin as you can um blue rose first came out as a true 20 game uh which true 20 was their answer to um sort of fixing the d20 system uh it's a single d20 for everything you roll a single d20 do all of your rolls um blue rose is called is what's a part of uh called um um romantic fantasy and that doesn't mean that you in and of yourself are romantic um it is a romanticized version of fantasy um think mercedes lackey um diane duane um instead of like Robert Howard is the way that they describe it, and I honestly think that that's kind of the best way to really. If if you read any, uh, if you read anything, that's probably um, going to help you out. Um, but they actually redid it uh, sort of recently, um, and um, oh man, I forgot what their new system is called. Um, age. They have a Age version of it. So if, you, if you're if you like, I don't want to go all the way back to a 2005 RPG and a, a True 20... Who even plays True 20 anymore? Um, they do have a version of it that is uh, a part of the Age system now. So if you like Age, um, it's there for you. Um, if you play more D20 games, you can go find the, uh, the original version. Um, yes, uh, it, it is also very inclusive and queer-focused. Uh, That's actually... Um, when I first heard about it, it was uh, a friend of mine who played in a completely queer uh, RPG group. Um, this was post-high school. And everybody, to get into that group, you had to be queer in some way, shape, or form. Um, and uh, they, I think that they're, not everybody gamed at once, but I think that they had 25 people that were in the group. Um, and they had multiple games going on and everything. So uh, that was when I first learned about, Uh, Blue Rose, because they put it down in front of me and goes, eh, eh, you want to learn? And um, but so uh, what are the influences uh, for Rue? Where what spawned the idea for Rue?
1: So before um, this idea for Rue happened, I built him for a system known as like for making just anime characters called Big Eyes, Small Mouth. Um, And I'm just like, okay, so, um, you know, like, what is this about? And so we had a whole bunch of things. And the couple of things that they had from there were things like you have an unerring sense of direction. You end up where you should be even when you're not intending to go there. And I was on this whole adventure heading toward Texas. Well, there were shenanigans, but not the good kind. And so Ooh. that game ended, but I was just like, at some point uh, I am going to have to play that character now because I want to see what would have happened. And you know, then we run into Crow some months later, who's just kind of like, I'm kind of building a tabletop system. And so I started looking at ways to retold that. And as far as what the character is based on or where I draw this inspiration from, it comes from a couple of places. Um, Bleach, if you if you like anime, all of this is anime-inspired. So you have Bleach, you have Vampire Hunter D, and you have um, a probably somewhat lesser-known anime called X1999 <gasps> uh, that this character is inspired by. And so I'm just like, okay, uh, definitely doing doing a sword thing, definitely throwing a fan in there, definitely wearing um, very Bleach Captain-esque clothing, like all of my weapons have names type of stuff um, happening over here. And um, definitely this part was probably more inspired by X than anything is the whole, um, well, partly by X and partly by Vampire Hunter D is the traveling and astral projecting. But in order to just be like, hey, we just don't astral project at random, I wanted it to be astral projecting, but only while sleeping, because I feel like that would definitely give things flavor. Like, what are you doing and why are you tired? Well, you know, it was a long evening. Nightmares, not exactly, you know, type of thing.
0: Um, For those of you not aware of X1999, um, 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 read about it before you watch it. There are some things, Um, but it's good. Um, And and I definitely say I've run, I think, uh, of all the games that I've run with um, uh, Big Eyes, Small Mouth, I want to say at least eight of them have been inspired by it in some way, shape, or form, because it's a lot of fun. Um so what edition of uh Big Eyes Small Mouth were you playing?
1: Oh goodness. Um let me see if I could actually find that in Drive because <laughs> I need to see if I can find my notes on what edition that was.
0: Was it roll over or roll under?
1: Um it was um fourth edition.
0: Fourth edition, we okay. I actually haven't gotten to play that one. I am, I am a, um, uh, and and I think I'm only on this hill with one other person. I think I think POC Gamer is the only other person on the hill with me with this. But um, second edition revised is um, my favorite version. It's roll under. Um, uh, but I, I I literally think that of all the people that I've met, I do believe that it is POC Gamer and myself on this hill. And I, I don't I haven't met anybody else that's on that hill with us. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't know enough about the previous editions to know which of these hills I should be on. So, I mean, I'll just pack a sandwich and be like somewhere adjacent. (laughs)
0: Uh, I'll say uh, third edition and fourth edition added a lot of... um, They added a lot more abilities and they expanded on things that were supposed to come uh, for 2R. But 2R also has... uh, the most supplements, um, for actual animes and for, uh, just like generic stuff. Um, I, it, gosh, I think I have, I think I have close to like 15 different supplements for it. Um,
1: wow. For, for big eyes, small mouth.
0: Yes. Uh, Tenshi Muyo and Sailor Moon have been my two favorites.
1: Um, well, I mean, Sailor Moon should be everybody's favorite to be honest. In yes. pretty much every respect. Like, it's just Sailor Moon is just wonderful in general. I am a very big Sailor Moon fan. I literally just a couple of weeks back wrote a whole essay on why I'm a Sailor Moon fan.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my daughter hasn't been too into it yet. Uh, she's already three and uh, it hasn't captivated her yet. There's been other animes that have. Um, and so I'm still like trying to push her that direction. But uh, she currently looks at me and she goes, Dally, it's time to watch Gundam. We need to watch Gundam.
1: Okay, listen, if, <laughs> if, you, if you like big mechs and robots, you know, I don't know if there is a pattern to be held there. Like, I tried watching a couple of episodes of Gundam and haven't been able to get into it as much as I've been able to get into Sailor Moon. So I don't know. Is it like, a, if you watch these, maybe mech anime isn't your thing? I've only found one mech anime that I was really into. It's one called Die Guard because it was unusual. The, The whole overarching plot of Die Guard is aliens are attacking the planet. These people get these big suits to use, but they work at an insurance company. So every time they use the robot, the rest of the episode is them having to, like, and process people's insurance claims because of all the property that they destroyed. People were just like, someone smashed my car. My windows are missing. The roof came off my building and all of this. And then you have like this whole board of council members who have to like pass a majority vote every time the aliens attack because they don't want to use the robot and have to pay out more property damage. And I'm like, I love everything about this show because it's the stuff that I wonder about.
0: So if you like that, there's an anime uh, from 96 called uh, Special Duty Combat Unit Shinesman or just Shinesman. Um, I have heard about this. It's hey,
1: get in the glowing green square. Yes. I think yes.
0: That's yes. No, that is. That's honestly my favorite part because it's not just it's, it's not just the line. It's the way he says it. And I, I can't do it right now because I'm uh, allergies have me congested. But uh, for those of you that aren't aren't aware um it's a trading company that has their own um uh uh oh my goodness the word for it just left my brain power rangers is this genre um sentai Sentai yes so it's a super sentai show um the one of the characters is shinesman red another is shinesman moss green another one is shines shinesman gray Another one is Shinesman Sepia. Um, and, and the fifth one is Shinesman Salmon Pink. And they all have reasons that their colors are this way. And I I, I love it. And anytime that people are like, oh, I, I love Die Guard. You, if you like Power Ranger type stuff, if you like uh, Sentai Rangers um, and you like Die Guard, go check out Shinesman. It's really, really cool. Um, but I, I think that at the end of the day, those are both games that lend... Uh, those are both animes that something like um uh Bessem, big eyes small mouth where it's dedicated towards abilities over skills and building things i think that really does fit it i'm also a bit of a gearhead for mechs and i think that besom does that really well um I, I like the way that you can customize mechs in there so that's just me though so
1: you know, if, you know uh, what everybody's hearing is that at some point on RPG Hour, there's going to be something that involves Besom because those are that's an itch that we have now.
0: That is, that is a due to the fact of the shadiness of some of the stuff behind it. I am still in issues with the, whether, like, I will say that I like the game and I'll say that I play it, but it's something. That I'm not sure that I'll play on screen. Just like D&D. Only I don't really like D&D that much anymore. Um, I mean, that's fair. So um, it's one of those things. Like, I, I still have D&D books on my shelf. Um, I still buy D&D books from, um, uh, well, not just POC creators. Uh, dis- there's a, a disabled book that I just picked up for um, um, the, the...
1: Combat wheelchair?
0: No, I need to pick that up. No, there's another one that talks about... Um, Uh, different kinds of disabilities as uh, playable things in Dungeons and Dragons um, from people. um, It is written from the perspective of people who are disabled rather than Mm -hmm. somebody else writing about it. And I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Um, It wasn't recent that I picked it up. I don't know why I keep saying recently. Uh, It is even though I have been going to my daily job I still feel like this is last year. Um in, in in like early 2020 before my birthday. Uh so I'm still thinking with all of that energy. Um so I keep thinking, so stuff that I bought last year, I feel like, oh yeah, I just bought that. And then I look at it and I'm like, I've had it for a year now. I haven't played it. Um then again I, I mean, have
1: honestly speaking <laughs> when like every day feels like a year. Yeah, this is like next week was a really long week. It is so. I read that today and I'm like, oh no. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um, so you don't just play on Beacons, uh, that's involved with RPG hour though. Um, you also play a fluffy, friendly, flying, floating ball of amazingness on Star Wars Legacies. Why yeah, uh, don't you tell everybody the- Oh, sorry.
1: I'm I'm a yeah I'm the I'm the flying um fluffy um fly um sorry a flying fluffy vibe check um on the Star Wars Legacies podcast with you know RPG Hour and Crew which has been a fun time which has been a very fun time so it's the thing of being a character who i went and I'm like this character looks cool and then they were just like yeah they're mostly extinct and i'm like oh i still want to do that though so we're here and so um everybody has kept their emotions in check as far as the crew is concerned and that has kept me from dying
0: no i i did say yes they're they're mostly extinct but um i was like i am more than happy to say that there are some around i want you if this is what you want I will give this to you, um, uh, because honestly, it's uh, they're one of those. Um, I, I was just gifted a truffle, so I apologize to everybody who's about to see me. Maybe take a bite. I will try. Oh wait, love, please and thank you. My are greasy. Ew. um, I love you still. Um, <clears throat> So I was not prepared for such a unique species to come to come on play. And only because um in all the years that I have played and run Star Wars, the most unique species out there, no one ever wants to play. Um so building a, a, a special story arc for your character has been probably one of the most things fun things that i've done um and that's uh that's going to be coming soon in regards to recording i'm i'm excited about it
1: recording so when we say what do you wait you know something i'm going to assume that this is a surprise i'm going to let myself be pleasantly surprised um Although my whole thing about that character, that character was very much a, you know, like reading things and going, this is a character who's sensitive to other people's emotions, which um, almost as a rule for most characters I like, or that I tried to play are people who have at least some semblance of ability to like read a situation and maybe help people who don't um who might not see certain things. So they're kind of just a big flying sensor that just warns people of possible danger. Hey, um there may or may not be Jedi on that ship you're trying to jump into just in case you decide you were gonna walk in there fist flying. This might be a bit more difficult than you planned for, um, type of thing. But I think what actually happened once I started playing him um with the crew was I may or may not be like just a step aside from being a therapist because we have one person who's just like, I'm not ready to be a parent. Okay, but we kind of are, so you know, gonna work on that real quick. Or um you know, I am a you know, I am kind of mostly a clone and, um, you know, with number like, you know, 420, 69, and I don't think I'm an important individual. And it's kind of like, do you want to talk about those feelings? That sounds like a very rough set of things to feel. I think that, you know, you are very important to a lot of people in trying to work through those things. And then there's also just things like any amount of, you know, like the clone army, as it were, or the runt army, I believe, is the one thing that we have there being like, uh, did you all get into the dishes? Did you all just mess up the kitchen? Are you all running around the ship playing paintball? Who stole Runt's sugar cubes? I I think in the last episode that I was recording, they took his sugar cubes and tried to put them in the fuel tank. And it was kind of like, you can't You can't put sugar cubes in there. That's not what they're supposed to do. Um, And being aware of all of those things or having all of these insights to different people's like mental and emotional states of being is wonderful, especially because we have one character on the ship who doesn't necessarily share a language with everybody, but who I can understand because I can understand feelings. Talking about... um,
0: Yes, um, and um, it's Rar Rainier, not Robert Google Meet. Oh, no, that's not even, that's not any better. Um, Not not Robert De Niro? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, apparently uh, Google Meet has decided to give up on trying to spell words today. So um, thanks, Google Meet. Uh in fact Google Meet has said that its own name was Google Meet at one point uh during this but um so that is uh so for those of you that aren't aware Star Wars Legacies is a podcast um we recorded a bunch and it's being edited and put out um due to some audio issues and errors it takes me about seven hours to edit one hour of audio because of some things that happened in the early days of recording. So it is going a little bit more slowly than I would like for it. But once we get closer up to the newer stuff, that stuff's going to go a lot quicker in editing. So um, uh, that'll be a nice thing soon. Um, But um, friends is probably um, one of my more favorite characters to have run. For those that don't know the backstory, Star Wars Legacies is a game that I... Uh, it is a campaign in and of itself um, that has a little bit... A lot of spiderwebs, depending on what the players do, will change the galaxy for the better or for worse. Um, and um, Forens is one of my favorite uh, characters that I have had in there so far. Um, because they... They literally change the dynamic of the game just with their presence. Um because of the type of character that they are, and um, when they are not present, um, uh,
1: I'm pretty sure more murder happens. Honestly, I,
0: I I can't even describe how how that episode went, um,
1: <laughs> oh, and no.
0: um, and 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 the situation that they got themselves in. Um, they could have walked away, and they said, "Yeah, no, sure, we'll go ahead and help you." Um, so. All I have to say is I hope everybody likes Gungans.
1: I don't know what Gungans are, so we're going to find out.
0: Gungans on Tatooine. So uh, get ready for those episodes to drop. Um, th- those won't those will be happening uh, for another couple months. Uh, so those that are watching tonight that are like, I want Gungans on Tatooine. I'm so sorry. It's not right here. But um, we're going to have Gungans sort of soonish. Um, you could have said no. Um, I am I am 100% about um consent there, crow. Uh, y'all could have just walked away. Um, but y'all said yes. You said yes. <laughs> you know
1: something. I see. Okay, but you gave us gungans on Tatooine. Apparently, gungans on Tatooine makes all things acceptable.
0: <laughs> um so there's been some things that have kind of been hinted at um, throughout the series um, that we've kind of done. Um, is there anything that you would like to circle back around that we've already touched on on an episode? Is there any story elements that you want to see expanded upon or um, that we go back to? Is uh, probably a better way? It. Oh, yeah, sure.
1: So, um, things I would like to see expanded on. Well, the thing is, the thing I want to see expanded on isn't necessarily for me, but it involves my bond to another person uh, on the crew.
0: Is this person um, the same height as Runt, shorter than Runt, or taller than Runt?
1: They might be Runt's exact size. (laughs)
0: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, um, so behind the scenes stuff, right quick. Um, so <laughs> um, we're going to have a short stay into finishing out a little bit of a storyline um, on Tatooine. Um, and then we are going to do the, everybody plays a, a, another character to tell a side story right quick. Um, or anybody that wants to, sh- anybody that can show up to those will, um, get to be a member of Runt Squad. And then, um, when we come back, that character or that relationship is going to be, um, expanded on that, um, uh, the behind the scenes story that is going to be evolved from there is going to kind of be a thing, um, that is going to play more into the main story for a little bit. Um, and it's also going to be Forenz's time to shine. And depending on some of the little bits and pieces that y'all pick up on, um, my
1: character's name, by the way, his name is (laughs) Forenz.
0: Um, But uh, that little story bit is going to also be Jedi's not doing Jedi powers and lightsabers. So if you want to see Jedi's trying to be decent people, um, which I still haven't read your thing on some Star Wars stuff yet. But I will say uh, there are times when I look at the ideologies of both the Jedi and the Sith and I say that they are the most poorly written heroes and villains Uh,
1: (laughs) all right all right all right so to get into what's being referenced here um a long time ago in a galaxy far far away as it were i was sitting here and i was reading some thread on twitter as i do and it was a bunch of people talking about um just things that are that came off as problematic um -hmm in one situation or another, and there are just so many, it's hard to keep up with. But um, someone said in the midst of that thread, only Sith deal in absolutes. And it got me thinking about how often they're just like, you know, you can't have feelings about things and you can't be attached to stuff because if you do, um, it makes you evil. And, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, how many times has someone ever said to... Uh, any kind of marginalized person who's like speaking out for themselves or trying to do the things that they know to be right you're making entirely too much noise or you need to rein in your feelings a little bit or some other tone policing thing and i'm like oh no i did not want to go here but this is where i am at 1 30 in the morning on a thursday i i didn't want this but now we're here and so i'm less like hmm. is this where I'm going to like, is this the part where I write the essay about like how that's kind of problematic. And I'm guessing someone wrote them that way on purpose. And I'm like, Oh no, it's a feature and it's not a bug.
0: I think, I think one of the things that kind of got me the most appalled is, um, when Lucas was responding, um, a, a, a child, mind you, um, Said I like the Jedi, but I, I, I don't like that they can't, um, be married and have relationships. And, um, Lucas's response was, well, no, they can be physical and stuff. They just can't be tied down is, is what the, the, his statement boiled down to. And I'm like, this is a child we're talking about. You're just like one, what? And two,
1: why would you say this to a child anywhere? Um, on that same exact kind of vein, it's also like, I don't, well, you know, no matter what Disney says, the extended universe exists forever and ever, amen. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, there's a lot about things that are normally supposed to turn people to the dark side if they do them, but the only person who can't, who can do them are Jedi that are people of color, only those people. And I'm like, why do I like this? Why? There is no reason for this. Like, y'all put Mace Windu here as the... He's the special person who ended up being a Jedi, but does all of the things that a Sith can do. Why did y'all do this? So, you know, at some point, if I ever decide to publish that doctoral thesis, I will let you know.
0: I will be waiting for it, and I will be right there highlighting things and being like, I've been saying this for years, or I i, I want to get in. I want to see how Sin got to this point. But no, um... I, I, I was right there, honestly, with, um, um, as soon as I saw the, the way that Mace Windu worked, I was like, this is Samuel L. Jackson saying, I want this. And there is going to be zero people going in and saying, well, why can't other Jedi be like this too? And instead, we're just going to have one POC-coded Specifically, a black-coated Jedi that can do this, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. Let's also talk about the fact that the only Jedi that ever, uh, at least in most of the research that I've done, um, the ones that get married and are allowed to leave without any repercussions from the Jedi Council, and some of these have even been Jedi on the Jedi Council, have been white, and they're able to go get married, have children, or they've already had, been married, had multiple children, and the Jedi Council was like, yeah, sure, you could just leave. That's cool. You're not evil. And it's like, but you yeah, said like, but you over just- and over again. So um, that, that's why I try and, like, run things a little differently with mine. Um, I mean, some some species are, are hard-coded and just, like, in the war that we're in it's it's difficult to put them really in a nicer light and I'm trying to but there are some that just like a lot of the separatist species it's just kind of like down to a they are just mean nasty people and um if you're meeting agents of the other side I also kind of don't want to do the whole um uh, oh but, but they're 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 uh they're nice people too. the bad guys are nice people too. So,
1: you know, as opposed to just being like, Hey, maybe they're just not bad guys.
0: Yeah. But when, when part of the point of the Clone Wars, some of the like horrible stuff that they did and wanted to Mm. keep around, it's very difficult to, 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 yeah.
1: I mean, I'm talking about if we're talking about the Sith and we're talking about the Jedi, I guess that's the other thing too. Kind of like. I don't know about this Jedi. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've always been I used to always be drawn towards the Jedi until I really started feeling like more like if if literally somebody said, "Hey, you've got Force powers and put a lightsaber in my hand." I'll be honest, I'm driven by emotion a lot. I would be a Sith, but like I wouldn't be evil. I'd just be driven by emotion and Yeah. I find myself on that uh, on that weird hill of, well, I guess I should be a gray Jedi because they're the in betweens. But really, let's be honest. Like, I, I I would just oppose the idea of the way that the Jedi work and be like, why why can't people love one another and get married? Why why, why do they have to live this stringent life and forsake it? And,
1: you know, and and it's weird because it's kind of like okay, so like, are y'all trying to make these people like? franciscan monks who took like uh you know like an oath of celibacy but i mean also why though
0: no it's 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 i've never fully understood it especially because if you really get down to it so many of the jedi use their emotional they're stunted emotional states and then when they break out and do even bigger more powerful things it is 99% of the time driven by their emotions and it's like so you're saying emotions hold power so why are we trying to hold back emotion. Only things like powers like battle mind are really like you need to meditate and calm yourself and remove yourself from things. And, you know, I mean, there's very few powers that really do on the Jedi side seem to be really focused on that ideal. So it kind of feels like a um, I want people to be a certain way, but um, I don't know how to write it because I'm not that way is how I felt Lucas was. But no, I mean,
1: it feels very much like, you know, I think we were attempting to be vaguely Buddhist here and just failed miserably
0: yeah yeah. I had that um, uh, discussion when I was a uh, practicing Buddhist for a while. we we sat around discussing like why did like what of the Buddhist ideologies fit this and why they were so wrong? <laughs> but that is that that is a conversation for another day. Um, and Crow um
1: so it's so bad that that's such an accurate description
0: yeah um
1: someone big someone whispered the word buddhist from like three miles away and this is what we got instead this is what (laughs) i hate it i hate it so much i hate it
0: oh i'm i'm that broke me um so let's, let's, <laughs> I just,
1: oh. I can't stand it. <laughs> oh.
0: is there a timeout function? I need to put crow in timeout for a minute. Um, oh, no. uh, what, what, what other projects other than, um, beacons and, uh, legacies, um, uh, of course, outside of RPG or do you want to talk about your other RPG hour role?
1: So, um, I might leave that for you. I will talk about one other thing that I'm in, which is a stream with um, a wonderful gentleman by the name of Wesselhausen. Wessel is running a Scion Second Ed game, and it was my first time playing um, Scion. And in that game, I am a character named Everett, who um, can, like, sense, when like who basically has a sense for when people are about to die so his whole thing is kind of just um like living life to the fullest and making sure if you're going to be here you're here for a good time not necessarily a long one but what he doesn't know is that in a lot of ways well, he ended up learning, in a lot of ways, that was the most um, literal thing possible. So the very first episode of the show, we've had two episodes now. The first episode of the stream was, like, someone came to the club and they got to, like, relive uh, one of, like, their best moments. Kind of give them the microphone and let them, like, perform a song. And they just sat down at the VIP booth and asked me for something to drink. And by the time I had went to go get the drink and come back, they died. And it was kind of like, and so the adventure begins uh, because I work at this nightclub and all of this stuff was happening. Um, And being able to um, get into that system has been really interesting. Felt a lot like, um, as far as the dice are concerned, feels a lot like kind of World of Darkness games. So very much like Vampire in terms of how the roles work and stuff. But... um, seeing how everybody has interacted with each other and getting to kind of figure out how to interact with the system and how to play the game has been fun. Um, and that whole crew of people, both in and out of game have just been a delight to be around.
0: I have not I gotten that. to play second edition yet. Um, um, but I don't know how I missed, uh, the, the first two episodes, um, I haven't seen anything for that for those, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm well, a little sad.
1: Not, tell you what, if you were looking for it, there will be one next Wednesday. So if y'all want to like slide into the cut next Wednesday and see what happens, um, hmm. there is a special surprise for that, which I hope I have extra equipment for. This is the first game I've actually bought clothes for.
0: Wait, what time?
1: Um. That game, I believe, is 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Oh, okay. Oh, 6 30. Okay. 6 30 Central. And it's it's a it's two hours, so it's right in that nice little um, sweet spot of being like long enough for cool stuff to happen, but not so long that you feel like you basically have to like commit the rest of your evening to it. And it's nice.
0: See, that might be why I hadn't paid attention to it because it's on Wednesday. Because we start at 8 central for routes on the first and third Wednesdays. So I would be able to pop in and watch like an hour and then I have to pop out to get ready for routes. So I am now sad. So
1: now, but see, now you're going to have to, but see, the thing is you can catch up on these things.
0: True. Uh, Thankfully for VOD and uh, YouTube backup. um, I don't know. What y'all use that... uh, What y'all use. Um, So for those that don't know, Scion um, came out... um, um, Old World of Darkness happened. Then they did some really cool... um, In-between games. There was a series of three games that were really cool. Uh, One of them was a superhero game, which basically all superheroes eventually lose themselves uh, due to power corruption. Um, Another one was a... um, uh sort of cyberpunky game and then another one was a far future transhumanism game and they all were kind of a part of the moving um world of dark it was basically like we're going to rebuild the world of darkness system and here's our first trial um and then after that came out stuff um like uh oh my god they're on their third edition now the fantasy one that they do that kind of bugs me because it feels more like superheroes than fantasy um
1: um wait for world of darkness
0: yes uh
1: there is
0: no uh exalted exalted yes
1: um that's a lot here with the knowledge
0: um i used to play I, i i played exalted first edition um and i have checked out all the other editions and it still just feels more like superheroes than fantasy to me but i will say this if somebody else is running it i will happily sit down and play it i just can't run it um, but yeah, so the, a lot of these games kind of came out, um, and Scion was a part of kind of, um, that little, that little, the first edition was a part of that little, like we're building up to, uh, new world of darkness stuff. Um, I haven't gotten to check out Scion's second edition a whole lot, so I'm kind of excited because that is honestly one of my favorite thing though. Um, uh, we had an entire Pantheon created based on um, American stuff. Um, Johnny Appleseed. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank on all of this. Uh, Paul Bunyan. Um, all of those American tale type things. That was the Pantheon that okay. we played. Um, and I can't think of any of those, what those are now. Cause my brain is just like, bleh. Uh, but no, I, I think, I think Sion has a lot of potential that, um, I, I wish I saw it on more streams I, and things like that. I think that it's something that, um, yes. However, I don't know when we first did it, I don't know that it was an official thing in the, uh, I don't know how much of it was in the original book versus what has come out since, um, uh, we hodgepodged a lot of stuff, including, um, um, uh, we had somebody that did, um, we found an online document for um, a lot of different like uh, Native American imagery um, uh, and, and indigenous folks. Apparently there was a, a, looking back on it, I don't know how many of them were actually written by indigenous folks, but I did see a lot of indigenous um, stuff for Scion come out in the past. And I've always been interested to find out if those were actually by indigenous folks because they were written very well. Uh, Or they came off that way. And I thought that that was kind of an interesting way to... I thought Scion had the potential for people promoting and showing off their beliefs and their cultures. And I'm sad that we don't have more of that, is what I am trying to roundabout get here with that. Uh, But otherwise, Scion is also just a really cool game um, where uh, I'm probably about to make a bunch of uh, people cringe um, because you can do a Percy Jackson-style game.
1: I like the, my favorite thing about it is the the kind of um, puzzle element to it. So it's very, feels a lot like um, Once Upon a Time, if y'all have seen that show or like the Fable comic, if you've seen those or, uh, or if you've read those, um, I have some or um, Very Fate Stay Night, if you've seen that anime before where you're just kind of like, these people can do these things or have these abilities, who are they? And then trying to like figure that out as you're doing stuff and going like, oh, this character is, has a code name, but they're actually like uh, King Arthur XB. And that means certain things. And now I kind of know how they work because I know who they are uh, type of thing. I really enjoy that. Now, get out of here, Crow, get out of here. <laughs>
0: Uh, <clears throat> fate stay night withstanding, um, some of the more, I, I, I have a love hate relationship with that anime and, um, it's subsequent animes and properties, but, um, it, no, I definitely, I, I that's definitely a good correlation. If you, if you've watched that anime, uh, and you haven't played Sion, that's definitely a good way to kind of look at it. Um, uh, <clears throat> so Outside of that, are you with? Are you doing any other projects right now?
1: I am. So um, I have been um, working with Deep Pennyway on writing and world building for mnemonic. So there was um, there's a whole thing in that world about people who do who can do magic that are called weavers. And one of the first entries I made for that was for who the first weavers were and what they did to help people. And um, from there, I'm working on a different setting now where there is, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it for y'all. We'll spoil it a bit. Um, The setting is, I've started wondering what would happen if there were a sentient town that was, afraid of being forgotten or left behind. So there is uh entry I'm writing about a city that has feelings. I because that's like that's how my brain works and it's also um, amazingly well suited for like the kind of stuff that mnemonic asks for narrative wise. I have worlds that ask like why things are the way they are and ask people to examine their feelings and their thoughts about them. So it's kind of like, what if there were a city that just you know, like didn't want to be forgotten? And it's kind of like we have like the stuff and the mechanics to make all of those things happen. And it has people really going, okay, so wait, there isn't a bad guy. It's just, you know, the city is sentient. Oh, well, that means things. And then having to, because the thing is, there aren't any... There isn't anything immediately obvious about it that would tell you that that's the case unless you start asking a lot of questions. And the only clue they have is a merchant who wandered into the city but hasn't been able to figure out how to leave. So that's going to be exciting. I just got a reminder about that, like, hey, you need to keep working on that because... um, I am, if nothing else, perpetually full of ideas and perpetually short on my ability to organize my time to write them.
0: I will say I'm really excited about that because one of the games that I'm writing that you and I have talked about before, which um, you actually spurred me due to some questions you gave to create a whole new module for, um, I actually ran a campaign in which... um, instead of the players discovering a um the site of a uh, a lost civilization an ancient civilization and finding like magical artifacts where the spirits were trapped in um the people were trapped in their doorknobs their mirrors um and like the buildings themselves um uh, and so they could actually still like fire up the furnace and and and, and make bread and everything like that because of they were in the stuff. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that because um, I know that I wrote mine horribly. So I would love to see a, a, a master wordsmith um, take it on because um,
1: a master wordsmith. OK, um, paging Eldridge Crow yet again, because that is not me or paging Wesselhausen because also not me. Um, but I do like writing words.
0: I, I would call you a, a, a master wordsmith only because of like, w- when you write, it is a, it, it's, it is beautiful and sometimes poetic. And honestly, if I had the money, I would just like take everything and just like hand it to you and be like, please rewrite it. Make it look, you know, pretty in the way that you do things.
1: Oh, well, thanks. Y'all are, y'all are really sweet. Thank you. I'm. I'm just going to. I'm going to receive the compliments being given. I am not going to argue with you about them. We. We are going to make this a meditative practice.
0: I think. I think we can all take a page out of that book. Um. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. Uh, Russell Halson, uh, definitely agrees. So. Um. <clears throat> um. Oh, sorry. I I misread the, uh, crows thing for a second there. Um, uh, so before, uh, we go on talking about anything else that you are doing, uh, for those of you not in the know, if you come into the RPG hour discord server, um, one of the people that can lay down the band hammer or, uh, come and give you advice is sin. Um, uh, and, and honestly, uh, it, it, I will be honest about it. Um, I do a lot of coming to you on how to redo some things and reword some things. And that's part of where this compliment's coming from because like you are willing to put forth the effort. And honestly, like I can, I can be like, yeah, so this is the sentiment and give you like four or five words and I get a whole paragraph or multiple paragraphs back and I'm like, you know, that's how I was feeling, and I didn't even know how to word it. So um, I, I'd have to say that like you are, are uh, super mod saving the day sometimes um, when I cannot mod, um, when I cannot function my brain into mod mode. So I, I thank you for that, and I am exuberantly happy that you are there for that. Um <laughs>
1: I'm gonna behave. I am. I am. I'm going to behave myself. I'm going to keep calm. It's okay. Um, but thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, Wessel. Uh, that is. Um,
1: Wessel, please, please spare my life. Spare my life. Why? Why are y'all doing this? (laughs)
0: Um. So, uh, I'd also you know you. You are sort of not just not just in regards to our server, but like you are super mod. I want to say like half the time I go into like a streamer, all of a sudden it's like boom, there's sin dropping the band hammer. Um, so I I, you
1: know, I, <laughs> say I, I guess for one that means you like quality content, but <laughs> uh, also it's it's very much the whole. Um, Thing of going to places, and in a couple of instances, it was just, I saw someone streaming, and I saw shenanigans happening, and it was one of those things where, like, it was an uncomfortable situation because people were like, hey, is there a mod to address this? And, like, the streamer had no idea that this was happening, and then by the time they found out, it was a whole kerfuffle because he didn't know how the tools worked. And I'm like, hey, you know, on the evenings I'm available if you want, I can help you with things. And that ended up with me on like a sword for like fifteen channels to just be like, "Hey, don't do that."
0: I and I, I almost feel like I, I've seen you in. I feel like I have seen you in two channels simultaneously before, <laughs> um, and I, I was I was popping into one person and they were playing a game that I just wasn't interested. In, so I looked over at my my list and I was like, "Oh, hey." Um so and so is on, and um <laughs> and I click over and send it you're there as well. And I'm like,
1: you're just like, how are you into what oh <laughs> my god, you know, but like listen, multiple one multiple tabs, and two, I'm a nerd. So fun <laughs> fact over here. Um, for those of you who are kind of like from that old school wave of like the first instant messengers, all of Twitch runs on a giant ice irc server so we have an irc program you can just look at any channels chat you want to um all in one thing so it's just a thing where i can like look at a screen or i can just look at text and go okay are y'all out here being out of pocket and stuff like i'm looking at chat here on this irc (laughs) client that i have snapped to half of my window (laughs) it's a wonderful time
0: i i did not know that i have not touched that in years um that was actually my first role play experience um so now that i know that i'm gonna have to like dust off those skills and um um yeah i am i did not know that fact that is baffling my mind because i don't It makes sense. That's an easy way to do it. And I'm, I'm, (sighs) no, that broke my brain. Tech stuff can break my brain real easy right now because I'm trying to, um, actually, that's a conversation for behind the scenes. Uh, That part's not going to come out just yet. Um...
1: Now, I remember you were talking to me about something involving uh, clues and points and buzzers
0: um so i didn't get a response back i didn't know my
1: cardigan to come in the mail <laughs> before i respond but um he's like okay so last couple of, uh, let's talk about my day job for a second because that's yes like, that's the yes thing, right so um my day job is hey we're trying to um get this community project where I'm working off the ground and I'm gonna be responsible for running and moderating it and trying to like write down, like sit down and draw out like the details and the workflows for what the user experience is going to be has been a really big learning curve for me. So poor people who have been like, hey, we want to involve you in things. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I don't get, I don't, I, I either don't get the time or the mental energy to just sit down and process. This is what these people are asking. And I can or cannot do this on a regular basis for these whole things. Um, so that's a whole thing, right? So like I'm just sitting here all day, like drawing up things like this and like sketching uh, like flow charts and things and then having difficult meetings with like my supervisors and leadership about how the project is going and then someone's like we want to play games and i'm like yes i would like to do that i should probably say that not just in my head but in the actual messaging program that you sent me the dm with so at some point i'm going to just sit down and go right
0: sure we can do
1: that that's cool <laughs>
0: that's what's going to happen <laughs> Uh, so uh, I discovered that editing something that comes from twitch into a podcast or working it into something that goes on YouTube um, is a lot easier or at least easier for me um and 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 so um, when you're talking about uh, everything you're doing I feel like um, you seem to when you have talked about your day job, the way that you talk about it feels like that same sentiment. Like it just seems like it flows easy for you. Um, but that is also not without, um, some issues and some frustrations of course. Um, but like I, I, I've seen you just like, you just, you fly through things and you're like, it's a flow chart or something like that. And I'm like, man, I remember when I did flow charts and stuff for work stuff. And you know, I'm here three hours later and you know, here's my page of flow chart and you seem to like do it real quick. So uh, is it something that you just discovered you were good at that you fell into, or is this something that like you had a passion for something related to it and you pushed for it?
1: Um, so what I wanted to do at my job was like product design because I like looking at I like looking at um, systems and analyzing kind of what makes them tick and then figuring out ways to make them make make things better or more efficient or easier to understand or to use. Um, but wound up here in community management instead because they're just like, well, we don't have we don't have one of those, and you being any of the other things you have to do would mean you would have to literally move out of the country. So. There's that Mm. Uh, because all of the um, development, like all the product development and all of that stuff that I want to get into Mm -hmm. are um, in Italy, um, which I am sure y'all would miss me if I moved over there. So that's the thing. Um, As far as drawing charts go, drawing flow charts in particular, wasn't really hard once I learned how to do it because it's easier for me to communicate things if I can sketch. Like when I'm trying to remember things or write things down, I'm always doodling things in a corner in order for me to remember stuff. I'm constantly decorating the paper with things, but it helped me retain stuff. So having a whole thing that is just you communicate with people by drawing pictures was kind of like, hey, that's that's me. I can do that. I can draw pictures. Those are cool. And um, here we are. But the The big thing now is like, you get into these roles that they have and it's kind of like, you need to come up with systems for making sure you do things and communicating with other people who don't live in your head about what you're trying to do and try to learn that has been a time. It has, you know, it's been a challenging time and I have enjoyed the challenge, but it's also like other people going, we need you to go faster and me going, I'm still learning things, as one does.
0: Uh, so I have completely lost track of time. Um, any final thoughts? Any last things you want to plug right quick before we have to leave, our lovely folks?
1: Um, so if you because, um, Crow did um, did himself a thing. I do believe the first beacons of Kellistroy. Um, if you're looking, if you're ever looking for the official pronunciation, there it is. Uh, Beacons of Calistri is now on YouTube, so um, go and see him about the thing. Um, also, uh, this coming Wednesday, you know, unless something major happens, I'm going to be hanging out with Whistlehausen and being Everett. So if you want to see me be a very, very charming DJ who gets to talk to divine powers and the nonsense that it will probably ensue. Um, also come by and hang out for those things. It would be a wonderful time um, to kind of see everyone. And then um, Thursday night, that's both tomorrow and most Thursdays for that matter. Um, I'm going to be ranting at the entire tech industry. So um, if y'all want to come by and check that out, that is on the Major Linux channel where I'll be doing that. And tomorrow in particular, this this week is going to be a treat because. We had a whole bunch of people be like, guess what? Problematic le- like problematic company has problematic leadership. Entry 5,652. Um, so that's going to be a lovely time.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, well, the- we-
1: hopefully it'll be comfortable. I have like a big um, blanket hoodie that's covered in garlic toast. <laughs> and I will probably be wearing that tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Uh, and also for those not in the know, um, if you head on over um, to RPGHour.com, um, I do have a Beacon site on there. Uh, there's going to be some a lot of information behind the scenes as well. Uh, you can check out character sheets soon. Um, but the, the transcript, um, so if you're somebody that reads better, uh, the first version of the transcript, and I will say that, the first version is up. And what it is is it is a literal uh, taking... What you see down here, um, on 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 the screen here, and uh, we we have a, a, an app that grabs that and turns it into a transcript, um, and that that's what's on the site. So uh, that is available. Um, uh, I don't know that I'm going to put the the RPG interviews, but I might. Um, uh, and so the first version is just what we're saying, um, and how badly it's translating it, and the second version um, is going to be. Um me sitting down um and, and re-listening and editing it to more accurately match what people are saying. Um, because there are definitely some things that just did don't translate properly, <laughs> to say the least. Um uh, but you'll be able to check that out over there. Um and if y'all have any questions about anything, uh we have dropped uh rpgrstudios.card. That's two rs uh with a d.co. Uh in there is uh the link to